When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Amber and Ian, but no Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Courtney Cronin, kind enough to fill that spot. Courtney R. Cronin, that's how you find her on social. You can find me as well at Amber W. Sports. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So the New York Jets, well, they've been a bit of a mess all season long, and and they remain that, uh, but they're going back, I guess, to old faithful, although maybe that's overstating it. Rich Samini, he covers this team for us here at ESPN, and Rich, they're going back to Zach Wilson once again, so I assume that means everything with Zach is on the up and up, and he's fixed, and we're ready to go, huh? Uh, yeah, not quite. Uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, he claimed excited about this opportunity, and there's not any truth to the uh, report that he was reluctant about taking this gig again. Um, I'm not so sure about that, but uh, he's he's got it from the last for the last five games. So, what is the real truth behind everything that happened the last 48 hours? Because we had Aaron Rodgers going on Pat McAfee saying that any leaks that were out there should be should be dis- they're disgraceful and that the reporting's wrong. But Rob. When he was on ESPN New York on Monday, when he was asked about this, he didn't completely deny that Zach Wilson was hesitant about wanting to start another game after the team went back to him when it felt like they weren't going to. And then the 13-8 loss to the Falcons happened. How much truth do you think there is to the fact that Zach Wilson might have been thinking about his own future in terms of wanting to protect himself and not play anymore for the Jets this year? Yeah, no one except Zach Wilson has denied the story. And as you pointed out, Robert Sala didn't deny the story. Um, none of the other player people I've talked to have denied the story. Uh, they all say, that, like Robert Sala has said since Monday and said it again today, Zach wants the ball. So Sala's just basing it on what uh, Wilson told him directly. From what I've been told, I think Zach did talk to some teammates or a teammate about, you know, the next few games and how he should approach it and asking for some advice. Uh, That's what I've been told that happened. And somehow that got leaked out that he was uh, hesitant about it. And I think, yeah, I think he was hesitant about it, knowing that he's probably going to be playing for a different team next year. He wants to preserve his his off-season values, so I'm sure injury is a concern. A lot of players across the league this time of year, you know, when they're playing on uh, losing teams or thinking about their long-term future and trying to stay healthy. So I, I made that comment to a team in the building, and it got leaked out, and uh, that's why no one has denied it, although Wilson denied ever saying that today, so he's the only one. 
Rich Samini here with us on Amber and Ian. Courtney Cronin filling in for Ian tonight. Rich, this is a 24-year-old player in Zach Wilson who has been through a lot here over these last couple seasons. I mean, his teammates were wearing T-shirts of the other quarterback in Mike White while boarding a plane last season. He was being toggled back and forth with Mike White from the coaching staff. Then there was the Tim Boyle experience this year, not to mention Aaron Rodgers at all times, taking the attention away, warming up unnecessarily on the sidelines while he's rehabbing from right. surgery. It's been a lot on Zach. How has Zach looked at in the locker room at this point? Because last season it wasn't good, especially when he said the word no. Is it any different right. at this point? Does anybody in that organization sort of feel bad for him or like he's gotten the short end of the stick? Yeah, I mean, you did a good job of enumerating all his issues here. It's been a really tough three years, and a lot of it's his own doing. I mean, he simply has not played well. You know, that's that's the first part of it. And I think his standing in the locker room is actually better than last year. I think there were some definite problems last year when he made the showing no accountability after a bad game. There was definitely backlash last year. In fact, last year it got to the point where he actually stood up in front of the team in, in tears and apologized. Um, so he's done a lot of fence mending since then. I think, you know, my own personal observations, he's a m- more mature person than he was last year. I think he learned from that. I think it knocked him back a peg or two. Um, and he seems more mature from what's a talking to players over the entire season. I get the sense that they – like him better than they did last year. So I think he's made strides in that area, perhaps because of some stuff he's learned from Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, being a nice guy in the locker room can only take you so far. It's a production production business, and he just has not produced on the field. Speaking of Rodgers, we are now one week into his 21-day window to either come off of injured reserve or go onto it for a season-ending injury, and then his whole year is done. Where is he right now? What is the latest with Rodgers? Practice today, which I thought was a bit of a surprise because when we spoke to him last Thursday uh, out here at the facility, he, uh, he indicated that this week was going to be a heavy practice week for him. He really wanted to push himself to see, to see where he was at. And so he did not practice today. So that was a bit of a surprise. The Jets claiming that this is just part of his rehab uh, schedule. Uh, I don't think there's any chance we're, we're going to see him. I didn't think there was much of a chance a few weeks ago just because of the nature of the injury and, and the timeline. And now they're, they're done. <laughs> they're not making the playoffs. I mean, they haven't been ma- mathematically eliminated, but they're on the verge of that happening. So there's really no point of him coming back to play. And so I suspect when that 21-day window expires in another 14 days that it'll be the the end of the Aaron Rodgers experiment. ESPN Jets reporter Rich Samini, thanks so much, Rich. You're welcome. Have a good one. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Zach Wilson also spoke today, Courtney. So we heard directly from him about these next five games that he'll be starting, even though there had been reports out there from The Athletic that this is not at all what he wanted to do. Here's Zach Wilson on if he views these last five games as an audition. I think anytime you have an opportunity, you're putting on for every team in the league, you know, whether that's here in New York or anywhere. I mean, it's not my... It's not my option to choose what happens, right? But 
I do have the opportunity to control what happens on the field, at least from my play and my decision making. And so, you know, I really think the focus is just going out there and playing the best I can. I don't think I need to think of it as, you know, oh, if I do this, then maybe someone will give me a chance or maybe the Jets will keep. It doesn't matter. You know, it really doesn't. I'm, I'm out there to help this team win to focus on competing because that's what I love to do and I love spending time with these guys in the locker room every single day. So that was a full acknowledgement in there that it may be New York or most likely it'll be somewhere else after this season. There was a lot of self-awareness in there, which I know in what Rich had just told us too, he's gotten better at. Of course, you go back to last year when he wouldn't take accountability, which led him to getting benched and the team rallying around Mike White. And then it looked like such a terrible look uh, optics wise for Zach Wilson. You know, he's learned a lot from that moment and he came through as mature in that soundbite that you just heard. It also did not deny the fact that those reports have some validity to them, maybe a whole lot of validity. He didn't come out and say, I never said anything about not wanting to play. I, you know, all of that. So I do believe in kind of circling back to what Rich just told us that maybe he was sorting through this idea. What do I do? You heard him there. He has no clue if he's going to be where he's going to be next year. Very clearly doesn't sound like it's going to be the New York Jets. How do I best handle myself now in the short term for my team, but also protect myself for the future? And it sounds like those conversations ended up making their way out of one Jets drive. That is what happens. That is what comes with the territory of being in a market like that, but also being a quarterback for an NFL team. What he can do these final five games is push these comments to the side by playing to the best of his ability. Now, it's going to be difficult considering he probably is going to get outdueled by a rookie quarterback this weekend in C.J. Stroud. But if he's going to be trying to audition for 31 other teams right now as changes will be made in the offseason, he's got to put his best foot forward. He can't have clunkers the way that he did against Buffalo most recently, the last time we saw him out there and so many other games throughout his career. Like This is a prime opportunity to show that you can rise up through all of the crap that you deal with, whether it's self-inflicted or something that is completely out of your control, to show another team, hey, if we bring this guy in the building, he's going to be a good team player. He can flush his way out of a, if, into a backup role. He can be a starter if we need him to be. But you got they've got to know in picking up your contract, because remember, he still has a lot of guaranteed money left as the former number two overall pick, that it's going to be worth the investment for Zach Wilson. Like, there's a lot at stake here, despite the fact that this team is all but out of the playoffs. Or the Jets might have to eat some of that if he can't prove that. I just think it's impossible for Zach Wilson at this point to have any semblance of success there while in New York. I have no idea whether he will somewhere else or, or what the the rest of his NFL career is going to look like, right? There's maybe a long one ahead of him. I have no idea. What I do know is it's been such a mess in New York. And if I was him, I would want the heck out of there as fast as I could because they have just done nothing, I think, to help him get better or even to help him really mature along the way. It just feels like he's been counted out and demoted at every single turn. And so now that's they're kind of like throwing him a bone here at the end of the season here, makes some magic the last five games after the Tim Boyle experience. And it was the dumbest thing. There was no reason to ever go to Tim Boyle. You were never going to get anything out of Tim Boyle. He was never going to be the answer. And you could have just ridden it out with Zach Wilson this entire time. And then at the end of the season, still 
still moved on from him when he wasn't able to prove himself. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Courtney Cronin filling in for Ian. The NBA in-season tournament semifinals are tomorrow night. They will be right here on ESPN Radio. How did we get there? We'll let you know. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Ingram left free throw line extended, front court, pulls up from 15, got it, mid-range B.I., start singing, baby, Viva Las Vegas, we are coming, the New Orleans Pelicans have come into Sacramento and won the in-season tournament, quarterfinal. You put a game in front of us that's meaningful, and I don't care who it is, where it is, we want to win And that has been obvious about this NBA in-season tournament. Courtney Cronin filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight here on Amber and Ian. You can find her at Courtney R. Cronin. You can find me as well at Amber W. Sports. And then there were four, Courtney. We are down to four teams in this NBA in-season tournament. The Pacers and the Bucks, the Pelicans and the Lakers. Those semifinals will tip off tomorrow night. You will be able to hear those games right here on ESPN Radio. But we started this tournament all the way back on November 3rd. So this thing has been going on for an entire month now. Let's reminisce about how we got here. An in-season tournament had been an idea discussed by NBA officials for a long time. And finally, in a world where the NFL is king and the league wanted to make the regular season mean just a little bit more, the NBA Cup was announced for the 2023-2024 season. Commissioner Adam Silver told Good Morning America why the tournament was so important. Frankly, there's so much competition. There's so much interest in sports, particularly this time of year. There's a lot of college football going on, obviously the NFL. So it's just not opportunity to break through a little bit, to take games that we were already playing, but add something special. And so far, it's been a success. We've had big games from big name players. Steph dropped 30 on the Thunder. Play for Curry. He dribbles on door with five, with four, with three, makes his move, drives in, underhand, scoop up and good! KD went for 38 against the Jazz. Durant goes between his legs on Abaji, pull up three. Yes! Oh, indeed! The pose as he knocks down another trifecta. LeBron dominated the Blazers with 35. LeBron for three and he buried it. A wild sequence. 
in which LeBron bails the Lakers out again. We've had breakout performances from emerging stars like Victor Wembanyama. McDermott lobs to the rim. Wembanyama with reverse slam dunk. De'Aaron Fox. Fox against Sohan from Sabonis. Drives it, plants, reaches, scores. 41 points tonight. A season high for De'Aaron Fox. And Tyrese Maxey. Puts up a three and drains it. 12 points all in the second quarter for Tyrese Maxey. There have been high-profile matchups like LeBron versus KD and Luka versus the Joker. Jokic catches it, puts up the three, count it at the buzzer! Surprise teams advanced early. Just a spectacular night of offensive basketball from both teams, and in the end, for Indiana, just slightly more spectacular than Atlanta. And Draymond was? Well, Draymond. Draymond Green has been tossed from this game. And he'll be fine for that, too. Unapologetically, Draymond. Before I'll come to a teammate's defense, anytime that there's a... I'm, I'm in a position to come to a teammate's defense. There was also some controversy about whether it was or wasn't okay to run up the score. They got to deal with the rules, too. You know, if they're trying to get into Vegas, there's things that they got to do, you know? And for me... It was just the fouling. And Joe was great when I talked to him. He, I mean, he understood, and, you know, he didn't want to, he, he wasn't trying to do anything. But I also understand the situation he's in in terms of he's, they're trying to get to Vegas. And now, with the Pacers, Pelicans, Bucks, and Lakers all picking up wins in the quarterfinals earlier this week, the semifinals are set. And you can hear them right here on ESPN Radio. They're all trying to get to Vegas, and those four teams certainly have. So coverage will begin right here on ESPN Radio at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. You tune in tomorrow night for the NBA in-season tournament semifinals as the Bucks take on the Pacers, followed by the Lakers and Pelicans. That one tips off at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. But let's talk about these matchups a little bit, Courtney. The Pacers, I think, actually have been the most fun of these four teams to watch, which that's not something I'm certain I've ever said before (laughs) Uh, in my career here because the Pacers, I don't necessarily normally think of as that team, but it's the offensive efficiency first in the NBA this season. Of course, it's Tyrese Halliburton, who has just been on another level like this dude is Steve Nash all of a sudden. He was 26 points, 13 assists, 10 boards, zero turnovers against the Celtics on Monday to try to notch their ticket to Las Vegas. He is the reason that that offense for Indiana is so good. They have been absolutely electric. And it's fun to see. And you bring up a really good point. Tyrese Halliburton, a 23-year-old budding superstar right now that the whole country is getting introduced to. Look, they play in a small market. They're in the Eastern Conference, buried the last few years at the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings. They've been building towards this. To have a player like that on the cusp of he just signed that insane $260 million Supermax, it's funny because he was asked about the prize money that these players earn if they end up winning the in-season tournament. And it's a, it's a considerable amount of, of money. Half a million, right? Yeah, $500,000. Nothing to scoff at. But for somebody who just signed a, a massive deal, he said, you know, I'll take my – you know, he doesn't need that money. Right. It'd be something nice for his teammates. Obviously, the guys who are on the two-way contracts, that's a big deal for them. They get a portion of those proceeds. But this is a chance – Early in the season, when NFL is king, when we've got a Thursday night football game between the Steelers and the Patriots that you know will probably end up outdrawing the viewership of the in-season tournament, they still are getting eyeballs on a product that most times 
a lot of casual fans are saying, that's nice, call me when April hits, when the Golden State Warriors are already on a 73-9 and streak, when the Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers, so on and so forth, have already locked up their seating and we're getting ready towards the playoff. We have something to watch now, and it's not just the same old teams. Two of these teams in the field have not won an NBA championship. I know, obviously, the Lakers have won a whole bunch, and that's great, but this is a chance to get to see teams that usually don't get to this stage, which is why I was so upset that the Chicago Bulls, the team that I would like to be a fan of in my own city, but for for many reasons cannot be at the moment because they stink, they didn't take it seriously. It honestly felt like they didn't understand the format early on, that they didn't take advantage. I mean, they got absolutely crushed by Boston in one of the tournament games that I watched, and this was going to be the one chance I had before they inevitably trade everybody by that November 15th date when when veteran players can start to be, uh, you know, dealt on the on the open market. Like, this was their chance to actually do something that I would be able to hang my hat on as a fan this season, and they squandered their opportunity. Teams like Indiana, which very well are going to be trying to make a postseason run in the Eastern Conference, they did take it seriously. And to me, the Tyrese Halliburton story is one of the best stories about the NBA in-season tournament because we're getting introduced to a young player who has been waiting for this moment, a team that's been building towards this moment, and they've capitalized on the opportunity a month and a half into the season. Halliburton doesn't need the money, but he needs the eyeballs and he deserves the eyeballs. And it's a good thing that he is starting to get them in the way that he deserves. Obviously, everybody in Indiana, very familiar with his work. But I feel like now the country is getting familiar with Tyrese Halliburton and how great he is. Now, defensively, this Pacers team leaves a lot to be desired. They are 28th in the league defensively. They've got some problems. So this Bucks team, although Giannis and Lillard still have chemistry to work out, because by the way, they are not at their best when they are on the court together by all the metrics, still this Bucks team, obviously a tall task for Indiana from a defensive perspective. The Pelicans and the Lakers will also be an interesting matchup. Well, LeBron is still doing at about to be 39 years old. I mean, we know how unbelievable it is. And the Pelicans are actually healthy for once. I don't know how long we're going to be able to say that for, but they're actually healthy. Zion Feels like Williamson we're a month has, away. Yeah, well, Zion Williamson has some major problems there defensively. We saw his coach actually sit him uh, the end of that game the other night to notch their ticket to Vegas. Nevertheless, Zion is electric offensively and seeing those teams with those superstars in Vegas is going to be so exciting tomorrow night. Coming up next, plenty more here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. 
Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Cronin in the saddle for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight as we're rolling along here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So the NBA in-season tournament, Courtney, I think has been a massive success, and maybe I shouldn't sound so surprised. I thought it was a good deal and a good idea when we first heard about it from Adam Silver, but I also thought it was going to take some time for players to buy into it in particular because, like you mentioned, Tyrese Halliburton, who's been absolutely one of the biggest stars of this thing, and now the Pacers take on the Bucks tomorrow night, 5 p.m. Eastern. That game tips off the Pelicans and the Lakers, 9 p.m. Eastern. Those are your semifinal matchups. You can hear all the coverage. It begins at 4.30 p.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio. But Halliburton, like you said, that 500000 that they're going to win if they win this thing per player, like, all right, it's nice. It's really nice for some of these guys. For a guy like Tyrese, okay, he doesn't he doesn't really need 500000 right? It might It must be nice Drop to be in, in that situation. somebody who signed it. $260 million max contract. But right. again, like I, if he wants to go ahead and pass that our way, Yo, we're, well, listen, we're I'll propping him up right now. I'll, sp- I'll split it with day. you. You can even go 60, 40. You, you know, had me on I'm, here tonight. I'm willing to take a 40% cut of that. You know what? I appreciate you. I too am willing to negotiate down. So he doesn't need the money, but I've been surprised at how hard he has been playing and all of these other players have been playing. And there was the Tuesday night when these teams were were vying for a spot in the quarterfinals moving forward. And it was a Tuesday night in November in the NBA. And you had teams running up the score and other teams getting mad about it. And they were mad that the starters were playing Every minute. They were mad we were seeing starters for 48 minutes in an NBA game that nobody was resting and that everybody was actually caring and trying their hardest in November. You've got LeBron James, who's playing well into the fourth quarter of this NBA in-season tournament game for a trip on the sem- to the semifinals on the line last night, dropping 15 points in the fourth quarter. He ended up with 31 last night. And one of the lead topics today on Get Up, we're in the middle of NFL season. It's week 14. I know that tomorrow's Thursday night matchup between the Steelers and the Patriots isn't great, but it's still football and we are just conditioned to love it. But there was a controversial timeout in the end of Lakers Suns that was one of the lead topics on our network today. And that shows you that It is true. The viewership is up. People are invested in this. And seeing Kevin Durant and LeBron James go back and forth last night on a Tuesday night in November where you had actual stakes on the line, Mm -hmm. that's showing you that this is an unmitigated success. And, of course, there are plenty of things that we can fix going forward with the NBA in-season tournament. A, let's make sure all the teams, like, are well aware of the rules, like I was telling you about. I don't think the Chicago Bulls were – 
keyed in, clued in to how this whole thing was supposed to work. Um, but, uh, you know, fix the courts. I'm not a big fan of courts that would give me vertigo if I was walking on them. I think that you like them. It's a cool concept in theory. But outside of those things, there really isn't a whole lot you can poke holes in here when the viewership numbers as we just talked about, all of it's up. The league pass subscriptions are up. The fact that we have meaningful games being played in November and you have the casual NBA fan not waiting until, you know, the end of March to get involved, that's a big deal for a product that absolutely has its hold on our audience. But now we don't have to wait until half that audience becomes available the second week of February when the Super Bowl's over. The truth is there's too many NBA games. There's too many regular season games. 82 is too many. Something like 60 would be perfection, and we've seen it in locked out seasons, how much more it matters, how much harder the guys play game in and game out. But this was a temporary fix to a larger problem that they're not going to be able to fix because they're not going to actually reduce the numbers of games in season because everybody likes money, and that includes the players as well. So nobody wants to get rid of money, which reducing the season would get rid of money. So what's the second best option? Well, Adam Silver came up with a pretty decent one here by implementing this Euro soccer type system with this in-season tournament. And I've been surprised that the players have bought in. And you mentioned the Chicago Bulls there. Now, I imagined next season, it's a very different story for the Bulls because I think that they're seeing like everyone's coming around on this thing. And, and these guys are ultimate competitors, Courtney. And if you put a shiny trophy in front of them, which, by the way, the trophy for this thing looks pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. If you put a shiny trophy in front of them then they're going to want to try to win it because they're just ultimate competitors. It's the whole reason that they're playing a professional sport to begin with. So it's been really cool to see. I mean, not everyone's bought all in. I'm a Miami Heat fan. I watched Jimmy Butler rest in a must-win game, right? So next year, I think we'll see the effects of that. And I think that we'll see these other teams that maybe didn't take it so seriously this season take it a lot more seriously next season because also they've realized that, heck, it's fun. Why not make these games matter in November? In this, this the matchups that we have in the semifinals do not feel one-sided. And we have a lot of intrigue, especially like this Milwaukee and Indiana matchup. They they scored. The Bucks scored 146 points last night, and I know people are talking about running up the score and you know doing that against a defense that is that good, as in the New York Knicks, a stingy defense where you got people screaming at Julius Randle um, at moments of, of last night's game, which is just fun to see. This is setting us up for a high-scoring affair on a Thursday night in the middle of November. Excuse me, it's December now. My Again, I'm so conditioned to being Still, in the NFL right now. Early that- December is not a time that people are super tuned in. Like the diehards already are to the sure. NBA, but everybody else kind of tunes in. Like traditionally, it's Christmas. Hey, Christmas Day is when the NBA season actually starts. That's a problem for the league. And you're you're being introduced to teams right now, or at least being you're having those teams recognize that typically don't. I mean, I know that they're not in the semifinals, but the Minnesota Timberwolves are the best team in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And who would have seen that coming had we not had more of these games broadcast on national TV to get to see the great young star that Anthony Edwards is, to get to see this team that has been building towards us, that has had up and down seasons, finally get that national stage. And then when the tournament's over and we get to, you know, the middle of December, Christmas Day is the day that, you know, most people would consider the unofficial start to the NBA season about a month and a half in. That's when 
Now you're going to be familiarized with teams that maybe you weren't. And some of these matchups that we have on our ESPN slate of Christmas Day games are going to have a lot more intrigue because of what has happened in this in-season tournament and where the bragging rights are, where the trends are. I mean, you're seeing a lot of high-scoring affairs out there. It, the players are taking it seriously. I know you were talking about Jimmy Butler and the rest situation in that game that he had the other night, but by and large, it feels like the buy-in here has been unanimous among everyone in the league. I've been surprised by that. I really have been. I thought that it was a really good idea. I thought it was going to take a while for people to really care. It, it, you know, the fan and the players alike. I thought that what was going to have to happen was the NBA was going to need to work out some sort of motivation beyond just the 500,000, beyond just the trophies, beyond just the medal, right, that you get if you're the MVP or whatever it is. I thought they were going to be kind of working this over for a few years, and then they'd figure out what really motivates these guys to get it done. That that doesn't need to happen. Like, <laughs> apparently it's just it, the existence and the way it's currently structured motivates the guys playing the game to get it done because these guys care and it's going to be a lot of fun. These matchups, I will absolutely be tuned in. Now, if it was 2016, I think the NBA would be in a lot more trouble with a Steelers Patriots matchup that they're going to be competing with in 2023. The NBA has got a solid shot here, Courtney, of getting some of those eyeballs on its games instead of the NFL. Tomorrow night will be the strangest Thursday night game where there are actually playoff implications on the line considering the Steelers and the injury to Kenny Pickett and now what they're doing moving forward at quarterback and the New England Patriots putting up a giant goose egg last week against the Los Angeles Chargers. There are bad games, and then there's the one that you are going to see tomorrow night, which, of course, we'd all love to fast forward to Sunday till we can get to Dallas and Philadelphia. But in order to get to Sunday, you have to go through Thursday first. And the intrigue for me with this is I'm trying to be glass half full here and the optimist about, okay, let me find a couple things to like about this game. The Steelers made the change at offensive coordinator a couple of weeks ago with uh, Matt Canada getting fired and Mike Sullivan taking over play calling duties. That was when Kenny Pickett was their quarterback. Well, we know obviously now with the injury for Kenny Pickett undergoing ankle surgery, we don't know when he's going to be back. Um, They did not rule him out initially against the Patriots, which I thought was such a weird time to be alive that we are doing that after he apparently had surgery. But we're now at a spot where I'm like, what is this Steelers team? What is the AFC playoff picture with so many injuries to starting quarterbacks that it feels like if the CFP got their hands on the AFC at this point, a lot of these teams wouldn't end up playing in the postseason because, oh, man, you don't have your starter in there. It must not be good quality football. You're going to have a lot of teams trying to figure out ways around this right now with the injuries to guys at some very critical positions. The Steelers still very squarely in the postseason right now, sitting at fifth in the AFC. The Patriots are not. Uh, That's long and the short of it. It's an ugly season for New England. They are looking ahead to April and uh, looking towards that NFL draft. I do think 
that this game leaves a lot to be desired. I heard on the McAfee show today, they were trying to find ways to juice this thing up for tomorrow night. They said uh, they should put a Lombardi trophy on the line, just meaning like one of like they have to the franchise it's because they each have so many that like they sure. just have to give up one, give up you one know, whoever theirs. loses because <laughs> um, they've got a few extra there to go around. They said that the loser coach could get fired, which I mean, that would be high stakes because you're talking about two of the best coaches in NFL history at the helm of both of those teams. I don't see Mike Tomlin going anywhere. Uh, the Steelers overall uh, it's not the season that I guess Steelers fans wanted but the onus fell more on Matt Canada than anything else maybe a bit of a scapegoat in this situation they were able to obviously move on from him we'll see if the Steelers can get anything done here I don't think anybody actually believes that the Steelers with or without Kenny Pickett are Super Bowl contenders on the other hand in New England a lot of people believe that this is going to be Belichick's last season in New England Uh, it doesn't really matter what happens here for the rest of the season, their postseason hopes are very much dead at this point. No, I mean, so. it's it's just, like, I think we should have a drinking game, honestly. Yeah. We should come up with something the next hour to figure out how we're going to get through. I know you're going to be on air tomorrow night, but once you are off at 10 p.m. Eastern, how you're going to get through watching the second half of this game because it's kind of a challenge to think about sitting through four quarters of Steelers and Patriots after we got that high-scoring affair between Dallas and Seattle a week ago. I'm actually not on air tomorrow night. No Amber and Ian because of the NBA in-season tournament. So we will oh. be turning our attention to the NBA, giving its due coverage begins right here for those semifinals at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, and we'll run up all the way until the end of that Lakers-Pelicans game. So no Amber and Ian tomorrow night. I will be drinking accordingly with you, Courtney, for Thursday night football to try to make that matchup a little bit more interesting. But I will definitely be tuned in to the NBA tournament as well. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we open up the phone lines to you. What are your thoughts on the New York Jets now going back to Zach Wilson. Do you blame him if the kid doesn't want to play at this point? Anything else you got on your mind? The NBA in-season tournament. How locked in are you going to be tomorrow night? Give us a call with your hottest takes. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 13 black odds, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play Call a Roulette with Amber and Ian. This is the conversation here on Amber and Ian. Courtney Cronin filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. 
Bring us all your takes, your hottest takes. Zach Wilson, he is the starter once again for the New York Jets. Is Robert Sala a good coach? Because I honestly don't know uh, at this point. I'm not sure we've seen much evidence of that, but I'm guessing he's going to skate again this season because of the injury to Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts on the NBA in-season tournament? Whatever you got, bring it our way. Triple eight, say ESPN. Let's spin the wheel. Our good friend Terrence, he calls us from Georgia. Hey, Terrence, thanks for the call tonight. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, you know, this Aaron Rodgers, he's a hostage He's a hostage taker. I mean, he held the Green Bay Packers hostage with all this crap, you know. And he's doing the same thing to the Jets, and the Jets don't see it. You know, he brought in this – he's like, give me Nate Daniel Hackett. Give me uh, uh, all those wide receivers that he brought in. And, 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 and still – they're bums. I mean, the Jet defense is great, but it's that. I mean, it's just, it's just terrible, man. It's just t- absolutely terrible. Oh, an in-season tournament, I love it. It's good. It's really good. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks, Terrence. Um, Amber, I have a theory about this. Ready? Yes. Aaron Rodgers was able to deflect all of the blame he was going to receive for Tim Boyle, who, by the way, is off the roster. He was released yesterday. They decided that they had seen enough after he got benched in the 13-8 loss to the Falcons. And, of course, the Alan Lazard thing. We know that he was benched earlier this season. He hasn't done anything, but you're getting the head coach calling you out, saying you need to play better. You've been targeted two times in the last two games. Zero catches. Aaron Rodgers has been given carte blanche for a lot of roster decisions, and they haven't worked out. So we were teetering on the verge here of Jets fans turning on him. I'm sure some already have, but him being like the scapegoat of man, had had they not, has Woody Johnson not given Aaron Rodgers the keys to the kingdom, this team might be in, be in a better position. They might have a viable quarterback, but then he ended up flipping everything back around on people by pointing out all of the reports that he thought were unfair and were chicken bleep is those that's his words um, about Zach Wilson. So where the attention now is off of Aaron Rodgers, the general manager roster constructor. And now it's all on Aaron Rodgers defending his teammate, looking like the guy who's just trying to help Zach Wilson through a tough time. Ultimate team guy. The thing that we've heard about Aaron Rodgers his entire career, uh, I say in jest, their ultimate team guy, Aaron Rodgers, he certainly has been selling that to us since he got to New York. It's the same thing that I said earlier when I was talking about how Aaron Rodgers is out there parading on the side, parading his rehab over and over and over again, where people are asking, you know, could Cam Akers have done this at this point? Three months out, could he have thrown a pass? I don't know because he was rehabbing like a normal human behind the scenes, right? He wasn't doing it on the sidelines. Yeah, you've got Kirk Cousins throwing passes to his son in the basement of their home with his leg propped up and Aaron Rodgers is out there dropping back in like week seven in tennis shoes during a pregame. But in a pregame, in a pregame for these national televised games next to Zach Wilson when Zach Zach Wilson's over here like, hey, man, can I just warm up to, like, you know, do my job and play this actual game? Like, bro, why are you even here doing this right now? What is the point? And there is no point other than to take attention 
away from the team, put it on Aaron Rodgers while he's rehabbing, stay on the top of everybody's mind, and frankly, stay in the back of Zach Wilson's mind. Because in doing that this entire time, the entire Aaron Rodgers show this season has been, will he come back? Will he come back? Will he come back? And so it's all anybody's thought about. It's all anybody's talked about. And yet we are surprised when Zach Wilson is frustrated with the situation or seemingly so according to the athletic, he's denied the reports, but it seems like he's frustrated with things had how they have been handled with him this season. Cause although yes, he hasn't played well. Also he's had this other guy over here breathing down his neck, claiming he's going to, you know, bulk all medical science and come back to take his job. And then, Oh, by the way, Tim Boyle, who threw like 11 interceptions in his last year in college also took his job. Triple H ESPN. That's how you get in touch with us. Let's spit it. Tony is calling us from Alabama. Hey, Tony, you want to weigh in on the jets? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for Robert Sala. He's caught between a rock and a hard place. I think the guy's a good coach. But you've got an idiot owner who invested in an idiot quarterback in, in Aaron Rodgers, and it, he destroys franchises. He's an overrated, one-time winning Super Bowl quarterback with a losing record in the playoffs, and you invested your future in it, and you're stuck now with this poor kid. And – it's just a disgrace that you let one guy destroy multiple franchises throughout throughout the league. And Aaron Rodgers has done that. That is his legacy to me. Uh, well, thanks for the call, Tony. I mean, Aaron Rodgers does have a Super Bowl MVP and that whole Super Bowl thing. And by the metrics, Courtney, easily one of the very best quarterbacks yeah, in his generation. Like he won back-to-back MVPs a couple years ago. I, I don't think we need to dunk on his entire resume, but – Lost in all of this, as we were, you know, Tony was just mentioning the Green Bay Packers part of the equation here, the draft capital that they're going to get this offseason because of the Aaron Rodgers trade and the conditional second that was supposed to become a first if he did not play, I believe it was 60%. Well, he got hurt four snaps into his career. That element. But also, you've got Jordan Love looking like he's taking this this Packers team to the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think Aaron Rodgers is thinking about that? He did say all the right things on McAfee about he that. He did. I will give him he, some He credit, said all but... the right things. I mean, and in fairness, they worked together in the same locker room for years, right? So, what, this is three years they were together in the same yeah, locker room? Yeah, but it's room? never fun watching uh, your ex succeed. It's just well, not. Right. It seems not great. It seems like you. I would imagine that secretly – he maybe doesn't want them to have all the success or the success as a team, but who knows? He, of course, denies that because he's still got a lot of friends in that organization and people he still talks to daily. I don't think all hope is lost for the Jets because he's supposed to come back next season, but right now it is a mess. Coming up next, what would Tyreek need to do in order to be the NFL MVP this season?